Part three of the Divine Companion by James Allen. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Section two, exhortations. The first exhortation concerning purity. The purity that is stainless. To this I exhort men. To the purity of the highest I point the sons of light. I exhort also the children of error to the excellent way of purity. For out of purity groweth truth, and they who seek it seek the heavenly light. Ye who are bound, come now and be free. Say not, I am helpless, ye who are enslaved. For the way of emancipation is opened up, yea, even salvation knocketh at your door. Will you choose liberty? Or will ye rather choose to be bound? In purity there is freedom, understanding dwelleth in her temple, and joy and gladness and peace are her doorkeepers. Come then and listen to the exhortation of truth, and having listened, do that which is pure, and doing that which is pure, ye shall know the supreme blessedness. Not in thy acts alone shalt thou find purity, the purity of the highest is not confined to act nor by cutting off thy acts shalt thou become pure, but by cleansing the source of thy acts, even thy mind and heart. For a pure mind cannot commit impure acts, neither can a stainless heart bring forth any unlovely thing. What then defileth, and what maketh clean? The unchaste thought, the impure desire, the selfish inclination, this defileth and bringeth forth darkness and death. The pure thought, the holy aspiration, the unselfish love. This cleanseth and bringeth forth light and love. Come then and see how straight is the narrow path of purity. Come and know how open and unsecret are the beautiful courts of truth. Come and understand how simple is the excellent law of righteousness. Easy to find and pleasant to walk is the path of purity. Open wide and inviting entrance are the gates of truth. Near at hand and ready for investigation is the law of righteousness. To harbour hateful thoughts, to cherish lustful inclinations, to nurture the seeds of malice in the heart, this defileth and leadeth to suffering. To thirst for pleasures and rewards, to dwell upon the sins of others, and to think, I am better than this man. This maketh impure, and causeth thee to wander from truth, to seek for thyself, and not to consider others, to depreciate others, and to think highly of thine own works, and to make proud and stubborn thy heart. This staineth thy soul, and taketh thee away from thy peace. Behold, how glorious is the path of purity! How lovely is the treasury of truth! How comely and beautiful is the garment of holiness! to be free from hatred, lust, and malice. How sweet, how pleasant! Not to desire pleasures and rewards. How good, how joyful! Not to magnify evil in others. How fair, how lovely! To put away all egotism. How beautiful, how peaceful! The blessedness of a pure heart is beyond conception. The loveliness of a sinless mind is beyond comparison and supremely blissful is the immortality of the righteous. Peace-producing is the purity of the highest, 
Joy-inspiring is the stainless life, and rich in wisdom is the heart that is sinless. Ye who are tired of sin, ye who know the bitterness of impurity, ye who seek the everlasting peace, come and enter the door of purity, and let holiness be your companion. Purify your thoughts, wash white the garment of your mind, cleanse ye the secret places of your heart. This done, truth shall come and dwell with you, knowledge shall be your lamp, and wisdom your guide, righteousness shall be your everlasting protection, and light and joy and peace shall abide with you for ever. The Second Exhortation Concerning Humility The humility that is blameless, to this I exhort men, I point them to the sublime pathway of humility. Without humility, who shall see truth? Without meekness, who shall comprehend the All-One? Without lowliness, who shall find the great reality? Love dwelleth with humility, wisdom also abideth there, and peace remaineth with the lowly heart. Put away thy pride, think no more of thy superiority, and purge thy mind of all its vanity. Then shall the truth dignify thee. Truth fleeth from pride, wisdom departeth from egotism, and holiness and vanity cannot dwell together. Out of humility cometh light, but darkness dwells with vanity and pride. Of what art thou proud, O man? Of thy beauty? Corruption awaits it. Of thy garments? The moth and the dust shall destroy them. Of thy possessions? Tomorrow another shall possess them. Of thy talents? Their lustre shall be dimmed. Of thy fame? It shall disappear as a mist. Of thy learning? Even now it is surpassed. Of thy works? They shall vanish away for ever. What then remaineth, if all these things are as naught? Wisdom remaineth, and truth and love, and joy and peace and enlightenment are established. But these cannot be known to the proud, neither can the vain man understand them, and their glory is not revealed to him that is subject to self. What can darkness reveal? He who walketh in darkness, what shall he see? The proud are blinded by darkness, the vain stumble and lose their way, and grief and desolation are the end of self. The enlightenment of humility is more than learning, the power of meekness is more than the strength of many conquerors, and he that makes lowly his mind establishes himself upon a rock. How shall the proud stand? They fall of their own weakness. How shall the vain endure? They are as reeds without support. How shall the self-seeking flourish? They are as barren seed blown about and finding no soil. Put on the garment of humility, and thou shalt not fall. Make gentle thy heart, and thou shalt endure as the mountain. Put away self, and thy work shall flourish as seed upon good soil. The arrogant regard themselves as kings, but they are less than serfs. The meek regards themselves as serfs, but they are more than kings. How easily are the proud injured, every day they suffer pain. How often are the vain wounded, weeping and sorrow are their portion. How readily do the selfish suffer deprivation, every day they grieve over that they have lost. There is no pain in humility, meekness destroyeth sorrow. 
and the pure in heart can suffer no loss what can a man retain what endureth and where dwelleth immortality the things of the world pass away and none can hold them the body perishes and is no more seen and the opinions of men are as smoke in a high wind holiness can be retained truth endureth and immortality dwelleth in the sinless heart i sought the world but peace was not there i courted learning but truth was not revealed i sojourned with philosophy but my heart was sore with vanity and i cried where is peace to be found and where is the hiding place of truth in humility i found peace in the practice of righteousness truth was revealed and in self-obliteration i reached the end of pain and vanity bend low ye pilgrims prostrate yourselves ye weary and disconsolate give up that ye love ye stricken and afflicted for he that bendeth himself shall be straitened he that prostrateth himself shall be lifted up and whosoever relinquishes self shall see the end of his afflictions narrow and low is the portal of humility but he that stoopeth and entereth therein shall stand for ever the third exhortation concerning love the love that is perfect to this i exhort men even to the love of the highest how beautiful to behold is love how glorious to contemplate and in practice how sweet and full of gladness to find love is to find perfection to know love is to know the eternal to practice love is to manifest truth but how is love found how is it revealed in the heart how is it practiced and made manifest not to be a partisan not to practice hatred not to engage in strife not to practice deception not to covet not to retaliate not to condemn not to do all these is to find love to put away prejudice to rid the mind of pride and vanity to disperse doubt and fear to wash from the heart the stains of desire to purify the mind of every defilement to do all these is to know love to be always patient to be supremely calm to be ceaselessly holy to be forgiving to the uttermost and to be equal-minded towards enemies as towards friends to be all these is to manifest love where love is light is where love is not there is impenetrable darkness where love is life is where love is not there is the deeper death where love is truth is where love is not there is error and confusion love changes not for love is truth love sins not for love is perfect love grieves not for love is the eternal love is not subject to birth and death for love is immortality how illusory is the world how fleeting and empty are the pleasures of the world how real is love how steadfast and full of peace is the life of truth how vain are the pursuits of men how heavy is the weariness of self but the practice of righteousness is fruitful and sweet is the peace of truth he who hath love hath all things the master dwelleth in love in love the great reality abides and the wonderful peace is only found by love the purity of the highest is there the majesty of humility also 
and he who adjusts his heart to love is perfect seek self and love shall be withheld from you seek love and lo it is already with you who seeketh enlightenment who seeketh truth who seeketh love let him that seeketh come and say open ye doors of purity be closed no more ye narrow portals of humility swing open wide ye everlasting gates of love and his voice shall be heard in the innermost places he shall not cry in vain nor shall he lose his way but shall pass through to his everlasting rest end of part three section two exhortations